So yes, taking that time. And it could be even just a few hours of this. Honestly, if you just took a few hours this week in the next seven days and did these practices, you are going to be so much more set up than you think. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna. Transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Wow, friends, I cannot believe I am recording the very last intro of 2019 and our next episode will be the first of a brand spanking new decade. I'm excited. Are you excited? Okay, let's all get excited together for a moment. At any given point, we have the opportunity to shift our entire relationship to the world around us and ourselves. That means that we can shift our mood, our perception, our feelings, our actions, everything. And Right now, being the end of the year, we are working with such a visceral energy of transformation. And I want you to ask yourself who you want to be. Who do you want to be at the end of 2020, a year from now? Who is that 2.0 version of yourself? If you've been following me, you know that I've been talking a lot about you 2.0. And the reason being is that that version of yourself is in alignment with your highest self. She is the boss-ass babe that has already worked through all of the fears. She's the spiritual queen that's making money with ease and lots of it, dare I say. She shines her light so damn bright that it inspires those around her. She's a fucking goddess, and she is already here, already inside of you, and eager to work alongside you to co-create an abundant and magical 2020. Can you feel it now? Can you see why I'm so excited? Like imagine waking up tomorrow and feeling a surge of electricity through your veins, like liquid gold pumping through your body, giving you all of the right words to speak to make an impact, all the right creative ideas, everything you need to have a soul expansive success. How would that feel? Would you be worried about bills? Hell no. Would you be stressed out about what people think? Nah, sis. I want you to immerse yourself in this liquid gold U2.0 version coming to life. I'm like literally shifting my hips from side to side because the more that you do, the more real she's going to become. And the more real she becomes, the more this world, the world around you gets to learn from and be inspired by you. So it's a win-win for all. So don't hold back. And please, please, please join me in this excitement for all that we are going to create together in 2020. I cannot freaking wait. So to keep you vibrating high, I'm really excited to announce something, you guys. I've created a really fucking awesome way, new way for us to stay in each other's energy every damn day. So launching on January 1st for free 
dare I say, is my new and energetically improved goddess's guide to the galaxy daily inbox love. So what this means is that every single day you will wake up to soul expansive guidance from the universe and myself, supporting you in attracting all of the abundance in the form of opportunities, love, financial success, connection, creativity, energy, and inspiration. I'm so excited for this, you guys. I am so excited to be in service and to support you in awakening to your soul's purpose every single morning and just starting your morning off on a positive note where you are getting into the energy of you 2.0. This is what has made the biggest difference for me on a daily basis to really just tap into that higher version of myself that already has everything that I desire. And so I cannot wait to support you guys in doing the same. And to kick things off, I'm giving you all a make that money, honey, guided meditation that will kickstart your abundance vibes today. Yes, today. So all you have to do is head to the link in the show notes to grab the meditation. And when you're downloading the meditation, it's going to subscribe you for free to the Goddess's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. So super easy and simple to sign up. Again, it's just in the show notes. And my intention is that with this daily dose of inbox love, you will be learning the tools to truly step into your role as a leader, feel confident, let go of the silly fears that have kept you small, reach that new level of success. Hello, six-figure year, anyone. Let's do it. And connect to that 2.0 version of you that is ready to come out and play. And if all of this is inspiring you, girl, you got to get your booty to my VIP immersion in Santa Barbara, where we will be expanding upon these topics times a thousand and setting a stage for 2020 to be the year that it finally all clicks, that you finally reach five figures a month in your business and have fun while doing it. We'll be talking money and finances down to the level of mapping it all out for your year, your services, your pricing, everything. We'll be processing fear and moving through it like the badass spiritual warriors that we are. And every babe that attends, there's only 10 spots in total, will be getting one-on-one time with me to audit your business and send you on your way feeling so confident and so aligned with everything that you are creating and bringing into the year ahead. The retreat is January 25th through 26th in Santa Barbara at the Hotel Californian. And not only will you be getting those three badass workshops for connecting to you 2.0, You'll also be getting a massage or a facial from the spa at Hotel Californian. You'll be joining me for a VIP dinner and brunch. And of course, we'll be placed in the most luxury container for receiving and truly living in abundance vibes as we start the year off. Give yourself this gift, mama. You are freaking incredible and deserve it. And your business deserves it. And you are worthy of it. And your business is worthy of it. And think about it this way. When you create in an abundant environment, the law of attraction states that Abundance is what you will then be calling in. So it's science, right? (laughs) So the link is in the show notes with the sign up. There's only five more beautiful women that I will be able to serve for this experience. So make sure that you sign up soon as it will be selling out in the next few weeks. All right. With that being said, let's get on to the final show of 2019. And my friends, I could not be more excited for today's episode with Miss Allison Evelyn Gower, who blew my mind the other week in this conversation. Allison is a sassy copywriter and word coach who shows women how to unleash their unique personality and finally share their story with confidence. Allison went from intern to producing large-scale commercials at a video production company to making the leap to be a freelance writer. And since that journey began, she's been featured in Forbes on podcasts like Don't Leave Your Day Job and helped grow some of the largest online entrepreneurial women on the planet. As a certified yoga instructor as well, 
Allison has a special heart for showing heart-centered wellness pros and women that they can use their words to own their story, skills, and ambitious goals while still helping others. We talk all about the power of storytelling and making it a visceral experience. She shares practical tools and exercises that you can do to support you in finding your voice. And she was amazing enough to gift everyone a free copywriting ad lib downloadable, which let me just say not only makes life easy, but breezy and beautiful. So you got to check that out in the show notes. Make sure to let us know that you are listening by tagging the podcast at The Alchemized Life and Allison at Allison Avalon underscore. And if you do any of the exercises that Allison shares in this conversation, let us know how they go. All right, my loves, happy new year, babes. I will see you in 2020. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. I am so excited today to be talking to my dear friend, Miss Allison Evelyn Gower. She is the copywriting queen um, and has absolutely blown my mind when it comes to how to effectively tell your story through words, of course. And it's just such an honor to have you on the podcast. And I'm really excited to nerd out on you about words and storytelling today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. There is nothing I love more in the world, except a good yoga class, than nerding out on words. Um, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to dive in with you. I'm so excited too. And Allison, I was actually like thinking about this when I was showering, which might sound weird. Oh, mm, I like that. <laughs> where, did, where did we meet in San Diego? Did we meet at an event? It was an event. I think it was. I think it was micro meetup. With Krista, ah. yes, and you had led this meditation, and then you hosted a meditation and mimosas. Yes, yes, at yes, your yes. house, and I went. You know what? That sounds great. And it was in your front yard, and we were cross-legged on the grass, and you did the five-year in the future meditation. That was crazy shiz, y'all. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. So then I have a, the best question to start out with. Knowing what you had come up for you in that meditation that was what about a year and a half ago two years ago yes. how much of that has already come true oh good checking point yeah a lot has come true my business has grown and shifted and expanded so much in the last year and a half even six months so yeah, a lot of that meditation actually so that's pretty crazy that's awesome. And meditating I mean, meditating works. And me- yeah, meditating works. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and I see you like hanging out with like super cool people in digital marketing, going to all these cool conferences. And so I, as I mentioned before we hopped on, the reason why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast is because you have this innate talent and quality to make something that for a lot of people could be stressful or confusing, really, really fun. And that's 
that's copywriting. And so many of the women that listen to this podcast are either deep in their business are about to launch their business or know that they want to have their own business. And I think that the work that you're doing is really beneficial in getting clear on who you are, who your audience is, what your story is, and how to effectively, one, communicate it, but also package it into a way that is in service of other people through your work. Oh, yes. This is all my love language. And I want to bust a myth right now because I hear this too, right? Every day, the DMs, emails, and I hear, especially women, it's you know men and women, but especially women entrepreneurs say that they don't know how to write like themselves that they like. They can explain what they do in person. They go to put words on a page and it's so hard. And the myth is that you don't have to be... This isn't poetry. This isn't Robert Frost. There is a science and there are very specific strategies. And I'm going to talk a lot about them today. I'm going to give y'all super specific things to do that you can figure out exactly how to write, what your people need to hear. And it's honestly plug and play. And it's so much simpler than we think. So it's really, really good news that you don't have to spend years and years and years in marketing and copywriting or being an English lit degree like I am. You seriously don't, I promise. Yeah, I love that so much. And it's so funny because my background is in marketing and I've always been of the belief that like it's so much easier to write about other people than it is to write about myself. And even your video that you sent over to me for my Be Your Own Mentor landing page was so helpful and so eye-opening to like all of the ways that I was like, oh, this is how it should be. But really like you just like brought it back to basics and we're like, no girl, you don't have to like make it so like logical and like step by step. Instead, it's like focusing on really telling a story and connecting to the emotion of your audience. And so we're going to talk all about that. But I want to hear your story and how you got into copywriting. I know you said you were a lit major. Um, why? But why? <laughs> oh, Ava. Yes. Okay. So like I'm sure you listening, you've had a windy path and you find yourself where you're meant to be and you just don't know how the pieces are going to add up. So as a child, I was pretending to write before I could write. I'm the youngest of three and I would scribble all these shapes on paper before I was like eight, two years old because I so badly wanted to be able to write. And I was always obsessed with words and writing poems and writing stories and all the things. And I say that because I think we need to be quicker to look at what we did as children because what you do naturally as a child is often so fundamentally where your purpose lies. Like if I look back at what I did as a kid, it's like, oh, I was writing ads for fun and designing candy bar wrappers and making up wraps for them. That's apparently copywriting. But uh, I went into college as you know, many of us do, not knowing exactly what to major in. And I decided on business and English lit. So English lit, minor in marketing, still did not know that was copywriting and did so many internships, man, y'all so many. And almost every single one just proved what I did not like, which felt challenging. And I think a lot of us have been there. We've done jobs where we didn't like it, but it's it makes it so much clearer when we find the job or passion that we are supposed to do. Like from sales internships at Nordstrom, where I realized I love to shop at thrift stores. Why am I... This doesn't make sense. Why am I here? And I found myself in the internship that I knew for some reason I had to be there. And I interned at a production company. So I was on photo shoots, doing commercials, doing the marketing, the client work, but also on these sets, right? Running around with walkie-talkies, grabbing water bottles and Perrier for clients. And 
I discovered it was, it was a specific day. We're in a five day video shoot and I had just finished icing a fourth cake because if one cake fell apart or something happened, we had to have another one at the ready. So I'm like shaking because this was a fortune 500 company making sure this cake is a perfect prop. And I see this guy who's from an agency and he is, he's taking notes and kind of studying the scene and I knew him, but I didn't know what he actually did. So I go over after the cakes have been approved and I'm done sweating with relief and ask him, what the heck do you do, Joe? What do you, and he said, oh, I watch all this and decide the words. Like I choose what words are going to go up on the screen. And I went, are you kidding me? That's a job. I truly did not understand that was someone's whole position. Um, And he told me about being a copywriter. He said, I'm a copywriter. And um, I literally thank the universe every day that this happened because I started studying. And that day, I mean, I spent, I mean, since that moment, becoming a copywriter, studying videos online. I asked him to coffee dates. I took his first workshop as soon as he put one up. And for eight months freelance to make sure I also liked it, that it wasn't just a whim, that if I was going to do this, it was for real. And eight months in, I'm constantly telling all the freelance clients I've managed to get that I, I wanted to do this. This was going to be my jam. I was going to be leaving. And again, just really visualizing it and constantly telling people this is going to happen. I'm going to be a copywriter. One of my clients said, I have enough work for you to go and leave your job if you'll jump. And that has been the journey since I've just mastered, I mean, not mas- I don't think you ever truly master copywriting. I think you get more and more advanced in it, but there's always so much to learn and study. And here I am. And it's five and a half years later. Wow. That's so fun. Who were the first like clients that you worked with? You don't have to say like exactly who they were, but like, what was the, the industry? Oh yeah, no, I can totally talk about exactly who are. So I had to those first client who I'm oh, so fortunate. He's a man in San Diego and his partner, and they had a couple of different businesses. So the gist is, one was a green energy brand, one was a company that helped people learn how to move, like moving resources. And it's funny that's where I started, and I really enjoyed. And one was travel tourism. And so I got to immediately go into three very different genres, right? Green energy versus, oh, try this restaurant in La Jolla, right? Like all completely different and figure out what felt right and which one got me most jazzed and excited. But I think honestly, the first two years, I was in that freelance mindset. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, especially if you're in wellness, you're a yoga teacher. That first kind of couple of years where you are sprinting around, doing hourly work per class or per tiny project and you're you know what's on the right path but you know you can't do it forever like you're going to burn out so that was when i f- kind of started shifting into like okay i'm getting into writing but right now i'm writing about everything and anything right i was doing blogs and websites and accidentally started doing pr just anything related to words but what i found my niche in was when I started doing websites and people's emails. To me, that was the fun, easy part. So it felt weird to only do that. But what is so common, and I promise you listening, and all my clients, I see this all the time. Usually what comes easy to you is exactly what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, that was the easy, fun part. 
So it couldn't be work, right? I had learned growing up that to make money and earn a living, you had to work your butt off, work insane hours and barely sleep. That is what I thought work had to be. And so realizing my clients went, God, how do you like whip up this headline? Or it's so hard to write this email. I finally understood, oh, wait, that's hard for other people. Shoot, that seemed that blew my mind. It did not occur to me ever that anyone would want to do anything except write websites. Because what I loved was you'd write, I'd write this website and someone would look at it. I'd start working with women entrepreneurs and they would smile and go, it sounds like me. And to me, it was literally a formula. I was like, oh, you do this, 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 and here you go. So I think for anyone, it truly is usually what comes smoothly and is fun. That's where your purpose is going to be. It's not the struggle hard or things that sound serious. You know, I think for so long, I thought, you know, tech or medical or SaaS company software is, it sounded impressive somehow in my mind. I'm from the Bay Area, Silicon Valley land. So I think there was like this Silicon Valley rooted in me that going, oh, writing sassy, fun words for women doing great things. It just sounded too fun, almost too good to be true. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's a lie. It's never, there's nothing too good to be true. We can do whatever we freaking want. We are so powerful. Uh, I love that so much. Well, one, like just like a couple things about that. One, you were like curious and you were open to doing different types of businesses and different industries. So you really were allowing yourself to be like mentally flexible to try different things. Like I think that that is so important when you are leaping into a new career to just like allow yourself to be open and receptive because you really never know what's going to stick. And I think we were talking about this before we got on, you know, some, you might have an expectation that one thing is going to like make you really happy. Then you go do it and you're like, uh, you know, this wasn't exactly what I had thought it was going to be. So to be open and receptive is such a beautiful and like integral part of beginning in any business or any opportunity because it allows you to pivot quickly and not necessarily put all of your eggs in one basket. Um, so I love that you did that as well. And I love that you talk about also the ease. And I think that for me, 1000% too, like I grew up thinking that you had to work hella hard, um, stealing your word from the Bay Area. Yes, girl. <laughs> I appreciate, I saw that. I was like, oh girl, lingo, lingo. Yes. I, I know my audience. Um, <laughs> but it gets to be easy. And I think that's something that I've really been exploring over this past year because I've always been like hustling and muscling through things. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, but why? What is that for? And I do think that a lot of us have this like, oh, it's too good to be true. If we're just doing the things that are really easy, that are really fun, we're like, okay, but wait, when is the other shoe going to drop? But if we can start to like really look at like, oh, wait, but what if I were to just do these things and like get really good at it and have fun the entire time? Like, why can't my job and my career be fun? So I love that you really had both of those perspectives starting out because I think that that's, I mean, that's probably why you have so much success and why your business has grown in the way that it has because you've really kind of like ditched the narratives that I think so many of us hold on to and have found a rhythm and your own story that works well for you and feels good. Oh, and you know, I've, I've failed a lot and I say failure, not in a negative way. I see it as, oh, it's more just a fact. I did something didn't work or didn't feel right. And that's good. It helps show because, ah, y'all, I, I spent years feeling like a lost, tired lamb, you know, like I would work so many hours and try all the projects like, ah, and 
and releasing what you think sounds sexy, right? I did some PR and I was like, ooh, I'm going to this fancy restaurant or event. I get to write about it. And people would go, whoa, that's so cool. You do that for work. And it, it didn't make me happy. I was so stressed. And so releasing all those things and being, I think, okay with trying tons of stuff and also just not working or going. It's so I think it's very easy. And I definitely hit a couple of stages, right? Sitting on the bathroom floor, head on my knees of, oh my God, is this going to work? Am I going to figure this out? But yeah, like you said, I think just staying curious and going, no, 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 like it's, it's, there's a way. And I think letting go, as soon as you get clear on what's not working for you, just letting that shit go, like releasing it. And if you walk away from something like people will be fine. That's something that I remember the biggest thing for me was being terrified to tell these clients I had that I was not going to do their PR clients anymore. I even had someone backed up. I interviewed people. I found a new representation for them. I mean, I made it the smoothest thing possible. And yet I shook walking into that meeting. But guys, like following your passion is actually going to serve more people. Like it's letting down more people by not pursuing what you're supposed to do. Amen to that, sister. Um, So the way in which you're like sharing your story is so descriptive, like talking about like, I had my head between my legs and like, what else did you say? Oh, when you're talking about finishing the cake and like sweating with relief, you tell your story in such a visceral way that it's so easy to visualize and also like feel it. Like, I don't know for everyone listening, but like when you're telling your story, I'm like, oh fuck, I've definitely been in that position before. I can like feel myself going back to that time. I can feel like the emotion of your own journey and the way you're telling your story and how it resonates with me as well. So let us talk about the power of storytelling because you are so damn good at it. There are a couple things that are absolutely vital. I need you all to know about storytelling that is going to change your marketing. I promise. One, Ava, thanks for calling that out. Uh, painting a picture. It is the number one mistake I, I, I call out on people in a loving way for my clients and my students all the time. So a lot of people write headlines, homepages, things like be happy and feel more relaxed. That's very vague. And also we have to remember any word you say, it could be taken in a million different routes. What the hell does happiness mean? Right? That's a very big question. So like me saying, I feel happy and relaxed to one person is a massage to one person is something else. So anytime we're telling a story or even just saying a headline, we want to be so clear. So instead of saying, be relaxed, let's say you're a yin private yoga teacher and you're like, Get that feeling like you just sat up from Shavasana and your shoulders finally don't feel tight anymore. Mm. That is so different. Someone goes, yes, that's what I want. So anytime I recommend everyone as you read through, even your current website and you read through, anytime you see a word where you're like, that's not just like, it seems a little bit too vague or if it could have different meanings to other people, what's something else you could say? How much more clearer? Honestly, who's a great example of this? And I really believe in looking outside of your bubble in terms of finding copywriting inspiration, JK Rowling, Harry Potter. Mm. Now, the reason I truly believe Harry Potter, one reason, um, is so massive on a global scale. It's because everyone can feel like they are a Hogwarts student. When you read Harry Potter, that's what, I mean, people take quizzes and fight about 
Drake and Malfoy and who Cho Chang really should have ended up with, right? Because you think you went to Hogwarts or writing paints a picture, but in very clear words, so basic that a third grader could read it, yeah. which your copy should be as well. Um, and hashtag Ravenclaw right here. But I, yeah, storytelling <laughs> is Gryff- huge. I'm more of a Gryffindor, but you know, to oh, okay. own. Okay. I, can taste the, I can taste the butterbeer though, when you're like reading Harry Potter and I haven't read Harry Potter since like fourth grade. So like giving that example is... <laughs> Because I'm like, yes, I remember like feeling so warm and like I was a part of the dining hall when I was reading and I was a child. Oh, yes. And she uses words like saying like gulp and guzzling instead of drink, right? Gulp also creates a sound or an image. So anytime you can use a word where it creates either the feeling of like velvety, velvety is a touch or like gulp that creates a sound mentally. So the more you can create a picture, so whether you're reading Harry Potter or Taylor Swift is also a crazy good example of this. Her new album, if you listen to a lot of her songs, the reason she has this cult following is you feel like you're in her songs or like if you just went through a breakup and you're listening to We're Never Getting Back Together, I mean, holy shit, you feel like it describes her life because you feel like you're in the song because she's so descriptive. Um, and the reason that storytelling is so powerful, there's a, I mean, a couple of reasons, but the number one in terms of business is that when you tell someone a story, it actually lights up a different part of the brain than when someone thinks they're being marketed to. Mm. So if you say, oh my gosh, I have something amazing for you. I created this thing that's awesome. Here, come check it out. They know they're being marketed to. But... If you come to them and say, look, I'm going to tell you about something happening last year. And honestly, it's kind of embarrassing. But, you know, I started here, da-da-da-da-da, insert story. And that's why I created blank. So when someone's in a storytelling mindset, they actually shift into the subconscious mind. So instead of being hyper-conscious at the forefront of the brain going, uh-huh, what are you about to sell me? Mm-hmm, they suddenly fall back into a more primal place because storytelling... I mean, that's been around since sitting around campfire. Well, not campfire, just general fire. But (laughs) (laughs) listening to stories. And so it really does activate a different part of the brain. And I would encourage the next time you're going through social media and you're scrolling and you're double tapping, um, what do you tend to double tap? Like, what do you actually yourself tend to like? I'm betting it's a hell of a lot more posts that are stories versus five ways to this or my top tip for blank. It's going to be stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, And one of the things that I love about a lot of Gabby Bernstein's work is that she talks about sharing versus selling. So can you give some examples? That was, I mean, the top tips is a great example of like ways that we can then shift our language. Like, for example, if we look at like my landing page pre us talking for be your <laughs> mentor, um, and you can pick me apart, um, how the little shifts that I needed to make in order to have it be more of a story and add the emotion and connect with people on that more primal level. Oh, hell yeah. First, I'm glad you said and pointed out little shifts. This is not the huge shift everyone thinks often. Like it's interesting how often we're students and they're like, I'm so far. My website doesn't have to like, there's, we're so hard on ourselves and it's often just, Oh, just change into a story. All these little tweaks make a huge difference, but 
it's not the crazy thing we imagine. Okay. For your page is great. I think in terms of story, why we really wanted to shift to that was, first of all, people do not relate to perfection. They just don't. People, that's why a lot of movies we like are makeover stories. We love seeing that she was awkward before. I mean, usually she just had a high ponytail and glasses. Yeah. There's a reason we like the makeover story because we watch the movie. I mean, Clueless, right? Good example. Or Princess Best Diaries. example. Yep. Uh, oh my gosh. Preach. So you're in LA. So, right? Like we get to see who they were before. And so we automatically relate to them because we go, oh, they transformed. Maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. You relate to characters that you can see yourself in. You do not relate to someone who is has $5 billion living on an island that was handed to them. So if that person says, oh, you should buy my thing, you just don't believe them. So when you tell a story, you want to tell stories that you know your audience will relate to. So for example, for you, one reason I really wanted to draw into your story, we had headlines. I think some of my recommendations were more along the lines of, you know, instead of grow your own business or reach here, Going from like from living from being homeless off food stamps into you know an influencer in LA, it's so different to show where you've been and where you've got to where you are. Because that person, here's the thing: everyone thinks they're a victim, and the victim mentality is a problem because if someone doesn't believe in themselves, if they think they're a victim, they will never take action. People are so quick to think they're special and they are, you are, you are all special. But at the same time, we're all kind of the same at the root. So people are really quick to go, oh, but you don't, you don't know me. I have back problems. I have three kids. I have a horrible job. Like people will list every excuse so quickly. And it's not in a blaming way um, that I say that it's also our ego, right? Our brain is trying to protect us from, because you don't know what's going to happen. What if it doesn't work out for you? And what if you're sad? You know, so our brain's just trying to protect us. So what we have to do is get people to believe in themselves. That is every single purpose of your marketing to get someone to believe they can do the thing you're promising. Because unless someone believes that they're not going to do it. So in terms of actual writing, I really recommend, especially for headlines or on your website, little ways to work in your story in a way that they're going to relate to. And also the objections you know you get all the time. Mm-hmm. Because most times uh, my students say, I don't know what to put on my website. And I go, for a second, just stop thinking about the public website. Like, stop, stop, stop. Just go into your messaging for a second. Like, just journal through this. Just literally journal. What is it people are scared of? If they want to invest with you, What? why aren't they? And often you know. Um, maybe it's time or they're like at the root of it well, this happened to me or da, 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 whatever, insert reason. And so what I want you to do is work that into your writing. And it doesn't have to be selling, it's just sharing. So let's say, okay, for me, for example, right? I am a copywriter and my focus is brand voice. So I help women really understand how to actually write like themselves to unleash their own personality because that's what, that's what people really buy from you, right? There's hundreds, thousands of copywriters in the world. The reason someone goes with me is because of my story and my quirk and my sassiness. Like that's why they choose me. So I often talk about how I actually had to figure out my own brand voice. For me, I'm teaching the exact formulas because honestly, 
I was a copywriter for other people, y'all. For so long, I was behind my laptop, listening to recordings off my phone of my clients speaking, and then writing as them. And when you spend 10 hours a day for two years writing as everybody else, you forget how to write like yourself. So I had to go through the journaling. I had to go through sitting at coffee shops on iced coffee number two, writing to figure out again who I was. And so now that's what I teach because I'm... I had to do it for myself. So like that story I just told you is real. And that's what I tell my students. So for you, what is the stories that you can tell that your clients are going to relate to? And it can be about you or it can be about your students. So maybe let's say you're a weight loss coach, something like that, or get fit coach. Weight, just weight is an easy example. So maybe you've always been slender or skinny or whatever it is, but you've done incredible transformations for your clients. So in that case, I would talk about why you're passionate about health and reference your students. Like, oh, I almost cried three days ago because I got this message from Brenda. Brenda had been struggling so long with her weight. She thought it was about the weight, but honestly, it was just for her. She I was feeling sad in her life. So she often ate that Ben and Jerry's at the end of the night to feel better, but I showed her da, 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 story. So you can talk about your clients as well. And it doesn't have to be this like, here's a testimonial. Don't say it like it's a testimonial. You don't have to literally write, this is a testimonial. You can just say, and say the effect it had on you because people care about your why right? Simon Sinek, Power of Why. Um, So it is, you can talk about you or your clients if you don't have the exact same story. I've said it before and I will say it again. Meditation is the single most powerful tool that I've incorporated into my daily routine to connect me to my purpose, creativity, intuition, and that next level version of myself. Ava 2.0, she here, she ready to party. So as we enter into the new year, I know so many of you want to make meditation a daily practice. And yes, meditation is great for stress relief, focus, productivity, but it's also a container for creating sustainable change in your life, dreaming big and being the light that you wish to see in the world around you. I mean, it is the one practice that has made the biggest difference in my own life and the lives of all of the women that I work with one-on-one in group settings and online. So consider this a turn of decade present from yours truly. I'm teaming up with Calm to give you guys 25% off a Calm premium subscription. The Calm app is incredible and all it takes is really five minutes to connect to all of these really powerful tools that meditation offers. So all you need to do is head to calm.com forward slash alchemized right now and you'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. It comes with unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com forward slash alchemized again for 25% off a calm premium subscription. That's calm.com forward slash alchemized. And I cannot wait to see all of you meditating in 2020. And before we jump back into the episode with Allison, I want to remind you that the Goddess's Guide to the Galaxy, my daily dose of soul expansive guidance is coming to you starting January 1st. And this daily dose of inbox love was really created with the intention of a daily email series to connect women to their light and purpose every single morning. And in doing so, you will be able to attract more abundance, opportunity, love, joy, and money into your life. 
The topics will include alignment, energy, universal wisdom, meditation, confidence, intention, love, and abundance. And it will really support you and teach you how to be the light, lead, and be fearless in the pursuit of awakening your soul's purpose and finding soul expansive success. I cannot wait. And for those of you that sign up now, you will be getting a free guided meditation all about manifesting money and abundance. So head to the show notes. You'll be able to click a link there to download. This entire series is absolutely free and my way of giving back to all of you. So again, head to the show notes. You'll get that Make That Money Honey guided meditation. And then starting January 1st, you'll be added into the Goddess's Guide to the Galaxy. Let's freaking do this. I love that so much. And again, with your storytelling, just having you share your story and saying you were at the coffee shop on iced coffee number two, like, again, it's like, these are, I want to point these out as you're speaking for the audience, just because these are all of the really like tangible ways that like make the experience real. Cause all of us have been in the coffee shop on iced coffee number two, like racking our brain, trying to work through different elements of our business or other people's businesses. So I just, again, want to call that out because it is really powerful. And, um, from our experience of, um, you know, working together and going back and forth on, um, my landing page, even though we didn't work together and I want to work with you so bad. Um, <laughs> but just the advice that you had given me about this like transformation story was really, really powerful because to like go back on like what you were saying, initially I, you know, had a beautiful photo of myself, like this is where I'm at. And like, we're going to do all of these things together and you're going to grow your business and you're going to feel X, Y, and Z and manifest. But it was that end result the entire time without ever being like, but this is where I was. And so like, yes, I know where you're at because for me, at least I know every single time that I read a landing page, if I'm not like connecting to the person, I'm having all of these thoughts come up in my head. Well, oh, well, this strategy probably just worked for them, but it's not going to work for me. And I'll never be able to do this or X, Y, and Z. This isn't going to work. And I know that I'm not unique in having those thoughts come up. So the way that I think you've done really well and like the people that you work with and you help and support do really well as is answering all of those like questions and those doubts that come up. Um, so are there mm-hmm. any ways to like easy, tangible ways to add emotion to your landing page or to your like Instagram stories or your Instagram, like in feed posts that shift from the selling into the sharing? I have a few super, super tangible ways. Um, and a few actually riff off of what you just said. So one in terms of I'm cracking up because I remember that was my first thing. I think I was, I sent you that video walkthrough of your landing page and I went, Ava, I was like, girl, you look like a perfect goddess angel. These photos (laughs) are perfection. Like I just see you and go this gorgeous model queen. Damn. And, and you don't want people to actually look at you on a pedestal because they won't feel like they can learn from you. They forget you're a real person. So y'all, um, yeah, it's not about, and I know it's so easy that we want to, even with your photos, like it's good to have professional shots, but especially like sales pages and Instagram, like work in some that just look like you're a real person, you know, down to earth or have the bun because those little things add up in people's mind and reminding like going, Oh, their person actually sat at their laptop and typed out these things. Two, painting a picture in terms of items. So 
there's a couple things that I really recommend you do. And actually, okay, I have um I have this ad lib freebie that is it walks through some of what I'm about to say that I would love to give you for free. Um, if we can link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that. Okay, perfect. So because this is where most people find it so hard because what I want you to do, and this freebie really walks you through this and gives you instant lines to use, is walk through daily things you do and things you love. Because I think everyone's thinking about the strategy and the messaging, and that's great. And I obsess on those things too. But for personality and to make things sound real, like what is your favorite type of drink from Starbucks? And don't like just say coffee unless you actually drink it. But even if you drink straight coffee, I want you to say... Get, like, what is the freaking order you say them? Is it a pike, black, extra hot? Because like, think about the difference in saying like, um, after my coffee this morning, I, I wrote versus like, after my iced coffee with two pumps of cinnamon dolce and soy, I picked up my black pen and journaled in my favorite leather bound notebook. Mm-hmm. There is such a difference on like which one can you really imagine the situation in? It's so different. So writing through just these little things every day. So what are brands that you like? Um, so whether it's free people or thrift shop clothes, any things that you can work in. So I was sitting at my desk today. Yeah, you could just say sitting at your desk, or you could say I was sitting at my desk in my favorite free people jeans. Oh, just what is every vague phrase we have and how, what is a one little tweak you can do just to add a little something. Clothes are an easy one to reference. Drinks are an easy one because oftentimes you're like, I was sipping this raspberry kombucha when dot, dot, dot. And these are just all the things that make someone remember you're a real person because in this, especially for marketing online, half the battle is just remind, reminding people you're an actual human being. So work in things you love and do not think they're mundane. I am telling you, it is crazy what people buy because people buy, an emo- people buy based on emotion. Okay. They first feel emotion and they use logic to then back up a purpose for actually buying. So emotionally, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to buy your course. If I want, I want to buy this. And then we fight for logic going, oh, see, it'll totally be worth the investment. Oh, it's so ROI. But emotion, we have to feel first. And emotion is through the storytelling, referencing kombucha, and even things like pets, pets, children, reference things in your daily life. I have this client, a Facebook ad manager. Actually, she now runs my Facebook ads. It's a whole beautiful circle of life there. Lion King. And we. she has two pit bulls. And she herself did not really emphasize that. She didn't talk about it much before. And I went, girl, you are a tiny four foot 11 person and you have two pit bulls. That is such an interesting fact. And that's also the thing. We're so quick just to see ourselves as normal every day, but every little thing about you is interesting and makes you who you are. And people buy you for who you are because there's other people like you. There's other people in your industry, uh, like a hundred percent. Every person has come like different people that they could choose from, but they're going to pick you because they have something about you that they relate to. So on her website, we worked in her pit bulls. Like we literally like just added in tiny, this wasn't a whole paragraph about her dogs. You do not need to talk. Don't add tons of paragraphs about your life story. I am not preaching that. What I'm saying is, um, I want to be clear on that because sometimes that's what ends up happening. Just add these little lines. Like um, we said for her, 
I am going to wrangle in your ads like I wrangle in my two pit bulls on their morning walk. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's like it, that. right? Little things. She had someone within, I think, two weeks get on a call with her. And they said they literally chose her because she also owned pit bulls. I kid you not. And she's like, you know, I wasn't sure. I was between a couple others. You're actually more expensive. But it's so funny. I'm a pit bull mom too. And so I figure we have a similar personality. Mm-hmm. People will link up with you based on your interests. So in your copy referencing that. Now, if you're going, I don't know what's special about me. I don't know what's unique about me. Here are some really simple things to do. Okay. Really, really simple. One, I want you to go to friends, family, literally just write up this text. It will take two minutes. Do it after this episode and ask them, what's like, what's a favorite story that I've ever told you? Like, what's a story you remember or you just, you associate me with? You're going to be shocked at what people say about you. And often these stories reveal things you like, they reveal things about your personality. And it's also instant copy for your social media and your email marketing. So... (laughs) I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) I'm like laughing. (laughs) All the stories my friends would probably say about me. Uh, And it can also be 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 colleagues. It could be business people. And you can put a caveat because I'm cracking up at you (laughs) right now. I've, I've heard that before. I promise you can just put the caveat to you. Oh, that's business. That's like not about me drunk. I've literally had people say, I'm going to have to say not wasted. I'm like, that's fine just add not wasted. I, because this is the crap, right? I tell people to do, and I promise every time people are like, all the objections come up because when you ask about yourself, what is your brain going to do? That's scary. I might hear something that's sad. Oh, I might hear something from childhood that I'm ashamed of. All this comes up and you know what? That's just preventing you from figuring out who you are. Because I'm, yes, I, I do ask people to do bold things. I ask people to like go out to their audience and say, how would you describe me in three to five words? Like, I want you to, to your favorite clients. I want you to go to them also and say, how would you describe me? What are things you associate me with? And people are terrified. They, 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 they'd rather go like get naked, drunk somewhere sometimes than go to their clients and actually have to ask them about themselves because it is scary. It's scary to ask about who you are But I promise it ends up being the biggest ego boost for you in the entire world because you are going to be so surprised by how highly people think of you Mm. and the words that come up. So when you go to your clients and ask them, how do you think of me? Uh, What are words that would describe, you know, me? It's so interesting and you're often going to get a lot of the same words. So Mm. for example, um, and I do recommend giving a list of adjectives. Like I would give them some words to prompt them because you don't want people to go, Oh, you're so nice. Like that is not helpful. So yeah. I would get like go through, literally go to look up some adjectives on Google and send them a list. Um, so for me, the number one words I got, which I would not have predicted, were zesty, uh, savvy, and then people put parentheses business savvy. And that was for some reason, zesty really surprised me. Like, I love that. It does not yeah. surprise me at all. <laughs> and then, and saucy. I got a lot. So I'm all these foods, basically. Saucy and like zesty. And as oh, I, I'm as, an Italian dish. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I'm like a really crazy type of drink in Mexico. Um, but it made me realize, oh, because I add flavor to people's writing. Mm-hmm. So holy shit. Like, so for you, let's say you get, Ava, maybe people come back and they're like, you're so intuitive. Like, you're so grounded. You're so rooted. 
And when you start knowing how people perceive you, people you care about, okay, do not ask the aunt who you feel small around every time you talk to her. Like, I would make sure to ask the people whose opinions are actually going to matter. Probably people who've bought from you before, because that's, you want more people who are buying from you. This is not for, I mean, it's for fun, but it's also because you want to make more money with your business. So the people who've actually put down dollars into you, asking them, what do they perceive? And like, what was that? Why did they hire you? This is also really important. Why did you hire me? And uh, most people, I have a lot of resistance. Sometimes like often people are like, oh, it's probably because this, you do not know. You cannot ever assume. So ask them. And sometimes it's something as small as like, oh, you sent this email where you said this, or, oh, you sent me this little, you just never know why people hired you. And that's something you now know to work into your messaging, to work into your sales page, to work into your emails. So that if people, once you know why people hired you, you want to double down on that. That's what you want to write about. And when you know how they perceive you, it's really helpful when you're writing, when you know how it should sound. Like if people are like, oh, you're so Zen and intuitive. You're like, oh yeah, that totally resonates. Yes, I'm so glad I'm perceived that way. When you write your next email, kind of give it a read through and go, oh, what's a more Zen word I could use? What's Mm -hmm. a more intuitive phrase? Literally go to Google, synonym, Zen, synonym, intuitive, and use those type of words. So for me, I use a lot of words around sass and quirk and zest um, because that's what people want from me. And yes, I've used a crap ton of thesaurus.com. And with the stories, it's kind of similar, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, three years ago, you mentioned this, that's social media copy. Tell that story. That's an email copy. And most importantly, if someone remembers a story you told them three years ago, it is a damn good story. Like you don't even have to second guess it. Just put it out there. Put it out there. (laughs) I love that. I'm like nodding my head and I'm so excited because I have so many exercises to do now. This is amazing. So question for those that are just starting out that maybe haven't worked with anyone yet or are still trying to discover exactly what it is that they want to do. What are a few things that they can do in order to get to know themselves better? Oh, for sure. So a couple of things you can do. And this is, yeah, if you're newer or even if you're doing a pivot, because often if you're let's say you're switching from one type of business to another, or even in your business, you're just going from maybe like implementer, like a teacher or to educating, like maybe you're just making a shift. A couple of things you could do. One, I would, again, if you're already on Instagram and you're scrolling through anyway, like why not make it productive? So as you double tap or go back or have bookmarked things, go back and actually really study what you, what like, because often what you like is how you want to sound or the style you want to portray. So sometimes if you're not sure and you're starting from scratch, what the hell to talk about, let's say you follow Jasmine Starr or Ava and you're like, I don't know what the hell to say. Go back. And this is not about, it's not about copying or imitating because that honestly doesn't work anyway. People are going to love you for who you actually are, but seeing, okay, um, Oh, I see she referenced a story from when she was in fourth grade. Okay, what's happened to me in fourth grade? Okay, or she talked about a time she failed or made a typo. Ooh, like I've totally made a silly internet mistake too. It can just start to prompt your brain on stories you can tell by seeing what you're already following and remembering like, oh, they're not all huge, giant 
things most people you follow and actually like they're not like so I was featured on Money Inc. and I'm on the stage in front of five million people. And the, no, it's usually these little moments um, for following. Now, something else. This is like pretty deep strategy, and I freaking I started doing this because I was just trying to stalk people more. But it's something anyone can do. You do not have to be some pro copywriter to do it, and you can be absolutely brand new. Go to YouTube. Think about what the main problem your ideal client has. So let's say you're a Pilates instructor and you work with people who have spinal or back issues. And what is that person probably looking up? Okay. Like, Oh, how to make my back feel better. Oh, how to relieve back pain. Type that into YouTube and go to the first two or three most watched videos, open it up and you don't have to watch the video. It doesn't matter. Skip down, read the comments. Mm. go through the comments. People are literally handing words for you on a silver platter because you can survey people all you want. You can talk to people after yoga class and that is helpful, but people also like to answer with what they think you want them to say. So if I'm like, oh my God, do you have back problems? How is that? Like, oh, it's tough. I'm sure maybe yoga will help. They also are probably saying that because they know you're a yoga teacher. People on YouTube, they don't think anyone's watching. So they're just sort of actually word vomiting what they're really thinking. They're sitting at the computer, typing out, maybe just angry or crying, the actual problem and the real objections they have. And yes, picture painting, typing out on a keyboard while crying. The imagery, keep painting pictures, people. Yes. <laughs> so, but when you read through these comments, it actually gives you a far, a really clear understanding of what's really going on with people. So you can speak not only to tell your story, because telling your story is the first half. And the other half is understanding where people are at. So you tell the story about in fourth grade, the time you ran to the bathroom and you thought you were going to make it and you end up peeing your pants and you're sitting there feeling the deepest shame in the whole world. Yes, this happened to me. And how do you take that story now and flip it into relate to your client? You read through those comments. You go into Facebook groups. You see what people are commenting and the struggle. So maybe you're a person, they feel ashamed of whether it's the weight or they're failing at business, whatever shame they feel. They're like, look, I peed my pants and I felt so shamed. And I get it. Shame is the worst feeling in the entire world. That's why my mission is to bring you out of shame from insert whatever you do. Mm, so, so much. yeah, YouTube is a really, and it's so easy. It's so easy. And yet so few people do it, but you can be one of the few who does. Okay. By this point, I know that I am fangirling, but I take the beam bars everywhere I go, everywhere I travel. And I've been traveling a lot lately. So you guys have likely seen Beam Bars on my Instagram stories. It is my favorite way to refuel with CBD-powered protein bars. So you can also do it as a post-workout or midday workday snack, but it's an on-the-go bar that combines 20 milligrams of CBD with 14 grams of protein per bar, and it's plant-based protein soon, too. Um, I love the cacao 
It's awesome. They also have a vanilla coconut and that one is amazing as well. If you haven't tried Beam, you guys got to stop what you're doing and see what all of the rage is about because their products are supreme. I've talked about their Beam blends before. They have a clarity blend for the morning as well as their Beam Dream blend, which I take every single night with a little bit of coconut milk and it helps me sleep like a baby. Outside of their bars and their blends, they also have a tincture and a salve, which feels so good on sore muscles. So you guys got to check out Beam if you haven't already. And I'm giving you guys 15% off of your order. You are welcome. (laughs) So check out the Beam blends, the bars, the tincture, the salve, all of their entire line of products by visiting beamtlc.com. And remember, you can use my code AVA15 for 15% off of your order. Again, that's AVA15 for 15% off of your order. Get the cacao Beam bars as well as the Dream Blend. Those two are my favorites and you're not going to regret it. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. Um, how much time would you say for somebody who, you know, isn't a pro copywriter, how much time should they be spending on like doing all of this research? Do it as you go. So it doesn't have to be this massive thing because what is also a problem is people are like, I got to do other than the research. Like also most people just don't do the research. Scrolling through Instagram generally or creeping on people isn't real research, especially like if you're not taking notes. So have a doc open, actually be copying and pasting stuff onto there and writing notes. So you actually have something to work off of. When you like, when you ask people for these stories, put them in a document, get them all in one place. So yes, taking that time. And it could be even just a few hours of this. Honestly, if you just took a few hours this week in the next seven days and did these practices, you are going to be so much more set up than you think. I swear you spend one hour going through YouTube videos and really actually pulling the lines out and studying them. One hour messaging people for stories and then journaling through them. I mean, shoot, that is already going to put you so much further ahead. But what I don't want is to get crippled by, oh, but I don't know if it's perfect yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyone care about this story? Because it's so easy to overthink. Again, our brain is such, a, it's wired to keep us safe. And so sharing about our stories is scary. Just put it out. But I would, in the next seven days, I dare you, I dare you and to do a couple of these things and just put out, put out a post, say some, put out anything on Instagram, send out an email and it's, and, and just keep doing it because there, don't take a month of researching and asking for stories and gradually building your new about page and tweaking your website because you'll just never, ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, I mean, I think that when we also put our stories out there, we can see very quickly how many people actually resonate with them. And so the fears that come up before you're about to put out your story (laughs) are very quickly smashed because you see how many people connect with you and resonate with you and the DMs that you get, the responses that you get. And I love that you talk about like the element of, um, really putting yourself in their shoes. With my clients, I always have them walk through, yes, establishing their ideal client, but like 
putting yourself in their shoes and answering journaling questions as if you were them. And so I have this whole sheet of journaling questions that you answer as if you are, um, you know, Jennifer, that is a med student wanting to shift into holistic psychology or whatever it might be, and really answer all of those questions as if you are that person. And then that helps you so much to understand like, what are the pain points? What are the fears that come up? What are the doubts that come up? And how is it that you're unique client prescription of whatever it is that you're doing is going to help support them in getting out of those fears and those doubts and those worries. Absolutely. And I adore you said it as kind of journaling it almost separately because it's often too, I, I, this surprised me at first. It's um, just because I think I'm always writing on paper and in Google docs first, but you might be already doing this. A lot of people might be doing this because a lot of my students, they'll write directly on their website or always write directly into Instagram. And the problem with that is the moment your brain is writing and thinks, oh, this is like public, this is live. You stop and pause after every sentence mm-hmm. and reread it and reevaluate it. And, and you can't get into flow if you're constantly stopping and rereading sentences. So what I make sure you get off of whatever platform. I would just just write in a Google Doc, write in Word, just journal on something else because then you automatically feel that release of pressure of, okay, like I'm just writing. This isn't public right now. Like, you know, I get to decide what is later because usually when you start writing through stories and writing through the messages and you go through YouTube and you see all these pain points and you start speaking to that client, um, And really specifically, and I do not care if you have five types of clients, they all have a common thread. Or if you're like, well, I can't say you're driving home from work because not everyone works. Holy snap on toast. If 80% of your people have jobs, speak to the 80%. Don't worry about every like literal person. Speak to your main demographic because if you're not speaking specifically enough, no one's going to feel heard. Like if you're generally like you want to try yoga, but 80% of your people are a lot of people you want to work with are newbies. Get more specific. You have never stepped barefoot inside a yoga class. It's so different than you want to try yoga. I would just get really specific there. Yeah. Making sure you take it off because usually what is once you write through things, oftentimes it's not until you get to the fourth paragraph. That's where I find the sweet spot is third or fourth paragraph, the third or fourth line where you're like, that's the, that's the good line. That's the good step. Okay. That's what I need to share. So unless you actually journal through enough, you'll never get to the, I usually cut almost all the top stuff that I write. So also cutting your writing is okay. I know it feels bad because you put in time, but it's okay. I call it killing your babies. Kind of like kill, (laughs) you gotta kill your babies. It's okay. Lovely. (laughs) Um, So question for you then, when you're like constructing a more like sales post, even though it's still sharing on Instagram or in your email, what does the call to action look like? How do we do so in a way that doesn't feel like, okay, now you can register a link in bio. Like what, what's a good way to convey to go do that thing or the call to action without it being so like standard salesy? Oh, I'm so glad you asked about this because uh, I get real turned on this point. There's a couple things you can do and, an, and some issues I really want to call out on this because one, you need to lead them to the smallest, tiniest next step possible. 
So I'll, you know, I've had clients who said, oh, I want to run a Facebook ad to book a call. Booking a call is a super big leap, especially if someone doesn't really know you super well yet, or they've only followed you on Instagram for a couple of weeks. Like booking a call is setting aside time on their precious calendar because time is precious for everybody. So that's a huge thing. So you want to think what is like the smallest step in terms of like, okay, let's say you want people to go into this mentorship program. Okay. Well, the month before, make sure you're like, you're going hard on giving them something free, give them value first. So have tons of call to actions that are like, you know what? Um, I heard like I've, I traveled to Bali and people keep asking me, where do you go in Bali? What are things to do in Bali? So I created this guide for exactly how to plan a trip to Bali, including how to get the visa, how to, you know, all these things. Cause let's say hint, hint, you know, your next retreat coming up in a month is in Bali and you're going to start selling it in a month. So you create this thing and then people are like, Oh great. I've wanted to go to Bali. Boom. So you want to make sure any freebie too, that you're setting up is leading directly. It's aligned with what you're going to offer them. And then, um, you know, you've already given them this free thing. So let's say you start now promoting your retreat. You've already done this month of, Hey, like, I would tell, like, this is a little bit nuanced, but let's say you got them on your email list and you gave them this freebie for things, you know, for Bali, how to plan a trip to Bali and go, Hey, I know you want to go to Bali and you, I gave you all this information, but if you don't want to deal with any of that, I'm actually planning a trip. I've already planned it all for you. If you want to join me, mm-hmm. join me on my trip or the call to action, like think about their pain point. Like, let me like, like join the trip I've already planned for you. Like phrasing whatever your offer is in a way that's answering the deepest pain point. So for a retreat, for example, a lot of people, they don't, maybe they haven't even been abroad before. So the idea of going abroad alone is really scary. Um, so any call to action you give, any of you're just directly promoting something. So maybe you don't have a month, that's fine. Let's say you're selling something tomorrow. Like, like making sure you're wording it in a way that's, showing the value because saying put down your money isn't necessarily a sexy offer to anybody. But if you're like, seize the chance to finally get rid of your whiplash pain. Finally, I I love finally because most people only buy when they're finally so effing over something. So share like finally seize your chance to wank. Like telling them exactly what it is they're going to get out of it instead of, you know, register for. Mm, I love that. Those are really good, actionable tips. Thank you. I am going to use all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Use them. This podcast interview is very selfish for me. (laughs) You know what? Great. Perfect. I love that. And (laughs) it is, it's something, um, it's funny because I, I help people write launch that's a lot of my jam is I help people write, rewrite their promo sequences and their sales pages. And I swear about half the time we change call to actions, even for what we're asking. Because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I wanted to book a call. And often I say, why? Like, why? They're like, oh, so I can sell them. And it's like, well, if we tell your story in, enough on your sales page, we tell your story, we put in a video, we make the offer enticing enough, you, you, don't, need a sale, you don't need a sales call. Yeah. So I would be really... Make sure you're asking yourself why in terms of whatever you're leading them to next. Like if you're like, yeah, I would just be really clear on like, if you're wanting someone to even like, or book a one-on-one consultation with you, like instead of doing an in-person one, which might be kind of scary, go, 
think about, okay, why, why does it have to be in person the first time? Like literally why, why couldn't I just do a 30 minute, maybe for you, that is a phone call. Like if you do one-on-one yoga sessions and you're like, let's just hop in a quick, like 15 minute call. I just want to make sure it's a good fit. What it just, whatever is the smallest step you can possibly take is what I urge you. Um, just don't versus like buy 10 class pack. Yeah. That's like a scary ass thing. So keep it small. Uh, I love all of these, Allison. Thank you so much for sharing your big old brain with me and with the entire Alchemized Life listeners. You have honestly given me so much to do and to think about. And I'm just so grateful for you coming on the podcast. So with that being said, how can we support you? Where can we find you? And what's coming next with everything that you're doing? Oh, well, this has been so much fun. Um, I, I truly do. Um, I... I don't know if I mentioned this. I don't think I did. I, I am, I'm a certified yoga teacher and I'm a vegetarian. I'm all that, right? So wellness, I, this podcast, I adore. I've um, learned so much from it. And that's why I'm honestly here. I just want to say that because I am so passionate about wellness and people bringing wellness to the world. So many people are stressed and anxious and have, again, I keep referencing back pain because I was in a car accident. So, and go through all these things. And by selling quote unquote, or sharing to people, you're helping them. The more you promote and send emails and social media, like I am thankful for the people that have promoted themselves to me that changed my life. The colon cleanse episode, <laughs> living water wellness. What's up? Like, I'm so glad they promoted to me because I went there and it changed my life. Um, so side note, don't feel guilt. The more you put stuff out and put out your story and feel like you're selling because you're selling to help people. So that's mm-hmm. a quick side note. Um, but to find me when I'm doing so, uh, you can find me at allisonevelyn.com, two L's and an I, allisonevelyn.com. And same as the Instagram, Allison Evelyn, but with an awkward underscore after because Allison Evelyn was already taken. Um, <laughs> but I'm the first that comes up, so that's cool. But Allison Evelyn, the other one, I'm sure she's awesome. And in terms of what's coming up, one, I would make sure to grab the AdLib freebie. It's guys, I I seriously made this because I was so, I just kept hearing nonstop people saying it was hard to write with a personality. And I was like, it's a formula. So I like just cranked this thing out and I use it myself. So it really is helpful. I promise if anything this episode was, it'll help you a lot. Um, So we can link to that in the show notes. And what's coming next is um, my podcast is about to launch. And Ava, I'm so excited you're going to be on it. Yay. which is going to be magical. So we're going to get to reverse this and going to get to pick your brain on building your brand. And it's all about building a brand from colors, logos, messaging, all the things. And it has a history twist. So I'm kind of excited because I'm going to dive into history examples. So Brand with Bite is coming. So Amazing. that's my, that's what's up. So thank you I'm for having me, Ava, so much. It's been a freaking honor. Thank you so much. Thank you.